What would you do with your life if you knew you couldn't fail? If you had all the money, all the time, all the knowledge, all the resources that you needed, what would you do with your life if you simply knew that anything was possible for you? My name is Christina Carlson, founder of global Swedish design and inspiration brand Dream Life and author of the book Your Dream Life Starts Here. And I love exploring these sorts of questions to inspire people like you to chase your own dream life, whatever that means for you. Many years ago, I wrote down a dream on paper that would one day bring Swedish design to the world and create beautiful, inspiring and meaningful products that would bring sparks of joy into the everyday lives of millions. Now that I have achieved that dream, I want to leverage everything I've learned to help you dream big and to create a global movement to inspire 101 million people to transform their lives and transform the world in return. Each episode will dive deep into the power of dreaming and share real insights and practical ideas that you can use immediately to build a dream life of your own, whatever that means for you. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I got two amazing guests, and we are going to talk about something I just love and I'm really passionate about, and that is streaking. As I started my running streaks, I came across a book called Streaking, The Simple Practices of Conscious, Consistent Actions That Create Life-Changing Results by Jeffrey and Jamie Downs. I loved it so much that I decided to invite them to my podcast and it's such an inspiring conversation that I know you will love. Their book streaking is a book for March in my book club Grow. So if you are inspired after listening to this, join me and other like-minded readers and head over to your dreamlifestartshere.com to join Grow. Before we get into the podcast, I want to share a little bit about Jamie and Jeffrey. Jeffrey Downs has worked with individuals and executive teams in both private and public organizations to translate strategy into record-breaking consistent revenue growth. Jeff has had numerous years of executive leadership experience and also has consulted numerous executive teams to improve execution and consistency. He is passionate about sharing the practices and principles of sustained positive growth. And Jamie Downs, she is a mother, leader, teacher, and a passionate volunteer. As a mother of seven children, she is an expert in logistics, diplomacy, and project management. As a believer in the power of volunteering, Jamie has served in many volunteer positions, often in leadership capacity. Her love of teenagers and her desire to empower young girls with confidence is evident in the many retreats, conferences, and workshops, and community services opportunities she has facilitated and organized. This is such an inspiring conversation, so let's get right into it. Jamie, Jeff, welcome to my podcast. I am so excited to have you on. We're so excited to be here. Thank you, Kristen. We are excited to be here. Absolutely. We've been looking forward to it, looking through everything that you're doing. It was exciting for us. So thank you for having us. Uh, thank you. Thank you. 
I want to start with a question that I ask all my guests, and that is, did you have a dream as a child, something you wanted to do or become? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. You want to go first? (laughs) Yeah. There's a couple of dreams that I had as a child that I wanted to do or become. One of the first experiences that I ever had with motivational speaking or motivational people was Zig Ziglar. I had, as a young child, been introduced to him through, at that time, it was like audio tapes. And I just loved everything that he did and how he inspired and motivated individuals as well as large audiences. And it was at that moment that I thought, you know what, I would like to do this in some way or another to motivate large audiences or to write something of significance that people could use to improve their lives the dream was born right then that I would really enjoy that opportunity. Mm, And you have it, but we'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Jamie? And mine, wow, when you asked that, I had two thoughts come to my head and they were kind of funny. The first one was when I was a little girl, I wanted to be like a famous rock and roll star, which is kind of funny because I have very little musical talent, but I was raised by a mom who just loved music. And so I think that was it. And then my second goal was I've always wanted to be a mom. That is what I've always wanted to do. And I have seven children and I look back and I'm like, yeah, that has been my dream and my ambition in life. And I have loved every single minute of it. Mm, Wow. When I realized that you had seven children, I want to talk about that because I think I have two and (laughs) I can only imagine what seven will be like, but let's get to that in a minute. But I would love for you both to share a little bit about your journey. Quickly, just for the audience to kind of get to how you got to where you are today. So I would say the journey really started with us in regards to where we are today with streaking and everything about streaking seven and a half, maybe eight years ago, when we recognized that we needed something different in our lives to be able to help us to achieve and accomplish the dreams that we really wanted to. Now, Jamie and I have been married for 31 years. And so the journey really started 31 years ago, but what we recognized is that through raising children and through going through everything that we needed to in order to be good parents and provide for our family, we needed something else in our lives, which is seven and a half, eight years ago where streaking came in. As I think about it, I look at it and I think we had reached a point in life where we recognized the value of consistency, but I know I was personally feeling a little frustrated with my ability to achieve that. And that's kind of what led me to start my journey. And it actually started in a place of physical yearning in the sense of wanting to be healthy because I have a pretty broad range of ages in my children. And as I started doing the math as they were getting older and realizing how old I was going to be for those youngest ones, I wanted to remain in a physical place that allowed me to still be a part of their life. And I was feeling just frustrated with my ability to be consistent in that area. And that's what led me to reading an article. I was running at the time and I had run a couple races to keep myself motivated. And I was at a place where I had signed up for a race and just hadn't even showed up for the race and hadn't trained for it. And I got the bib number and the t-shirt, which just made me feel worse because I didn't show up for the race. And I was just grappling with this idea of why can't I get myself to do these things that are important to me? And that's when I read an article about a couple that had been streak running. And I don't know if streaking means the same in other countries, but in the United States, my experience with the word streaking was people running naked across a football field. 
And so this article was talking about this couple that had been streak running for 15 years. And I thought, what are we talking about? <laughs> what is going what on? What is going on? And so I clicked on the article and it ended up being a beautiful story about a couple that had a winning streak of running at least a mile every single day for 15 years. And as I read about them and thought, I wonder if I could change my thought perspective here instead of signing up for a race or trying to run faster or harder, could I just run every day? Like, could I be consistent? And that's when everything changed for us. We kind yeah. of, I called Jeff and said, hey, do you want to start streaking with me? Absolutely. <laughs> Without knowing what it was. <laughs> love him. He's like, oh yeah, I'm on board with that one. It's interesting, as I said before we started recording, I actually don't know how I came across your book, but I always look for books that are interesting and it's always about personal growth. And I started my running streak, but I talk about it because I just actually ended it. So I'll talk about that in a second. But I was in Sweden over summer and my girlfriend and I, it was a few of us that got together over COVID because I'm based in Australia, hadn't seen them for years. We were just at home drinking lots of wine and laughing. I had a great time. And then my girlfriend showed up to pick up the car the day after and she came running. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Like we had this big night and I couldn't even imagine running after we all suffered a little bit of a hangover. I said to her, what on earth are you doing? Are you running here? She said, yeah, I'm doing this running streak. So then I got really curious and she was explaining it and I thought, I'm going to do that when I get back to Australia. But then like after, you know, I had a good night's sleep and then the day after I was like, actually, I'm going to start it now. And then I was telling my son, Axel, that I was going to do it. And he said, well, you know, we're going to travel back to Australia. It's like 30 hours. You're not going to make it. And I said, yes, I will, because I'll get up early at the airport. So I run basically at 5 a.m. at Copenhagen Airport. And I was like researching where I could run. <laughs> and then when I landed like 30 hours later in Melbourne, it was 9 p.m. It was raining. It was cold. It was dark. There's just no way normally if I didn't do the streaking that I would actually run. And it was amazing because um, her goal was to do 100 days, not to continue it. And when I got to 100, I just couldn't stop it. So I would love for you to really explain for our listeners what streaking is and how it works. Streaking in a very quick sentence is how to set up successful winning streaks in your life. That is at its base. It's not just about physical exercise, even though that's where a lot of people will start. In fact, as you heard Jamie tell a little bit of the story about how we started with streaking and your listeners and the people in your book will read about this in the book. So I won't go into much detail. I'll go into a little bit behind the scenes, which was what we recognized, much like what you recognized, is that the streak, as we kept doing it, it had a life of its own. And what we started to recognize is that the streak fed on itself and wanted to keep itself alive. And then it was also an opportunity for us in other areas of our life to use the same methodology, to be able to look at it and say, well, what dreams do we have? And in accomplishing those dreams, because often those dreams are aspirational and quite far distant, what are the activities, the everyday activities that I can do to accomplish that dream? So for example, one of the dreams that I've always had is I've always wanted to write a book. And it's been something that Zig Ziglar, back to the story that we were talking about a little bit there, I had attended a conference of his where he said that to write a book, all you need to do is every day write at least one page. And at the end of the, at the, end of the year, you'll have 365 pages of a book. And I thought, well, he made that sound really simple. And so I came home and I got into about a paragraph and I thought, 
I have no idea what I want to write about, nor can I write a full page. And therefore, just gave it up altogether in regards to the writing, but I still had this dream of being a writer. So fast forward, we're now streaking and we've got a running streak that's alive and we recognize that there's so many different areas of life that can benefit from this constancy, this consecutiveness. I thought, well, what if I set up a streak to write at least one sentence every day? And this was one of the areas where we recognized streaking as being something different than what we had done before, which was we're going to set up a floor or a foundation. And that floor foundation is this laughably simple thing that I can do every day. And I thought the most laughably simple thing that I can do every day, and this is, by the way, is law number one of streaking, is writing at least one sentence. Well, as I started that, lo and behold, about a year later, we have the streaking book. And it came because of the consistent constancy, consecutiveness of writing at least one sentence every day. Now you've got this opportunity for something in your life that you've dreamed about. You have an actuality or an operational type system that allows you to do it. I love that. And can you talk a little bit more about the laughable, simple? Because I think so many people don't start because of that, because it's just so simple that it's laughable. Because I have so many people coming into my coaching program or my online course, which is all about creating their dream life, whatever that is for them. And they often don't believe it, that they can do it. And I have never come across a dream that I don't think is possible. And I always say, if you just do something every single day, eventually you will zero down, get up to get there, start laughable, simple. So can you explain a little bit more what you have done, maybe Jamie, with your streaking even like the running, I think you started with a mile a day. Is that correct? Yeah. And it's run or walk and it's only six days a week. It's not every single day because once we started streaking, I was looking at it and thinking, okay, if I'm switching my focus from how fast or how far I can run to being truly consistent, I had to really take a look at myself and say, okay, what can I actually do? Like if I'm going to hold myself to this consistency, it has to be easy enough that I can be consistent. And that's really where law number one, where we discovered it, is recognizing that I had to look at my life and say, I need to account for the days that don't go well. I need to account for those times that I'm not feeling as motivated so that I kind of don't give myself an out. And there was one day when Jeff was traveling, when we had all of our kids, back when all my kids lived at home, and all seven of the kids ended up with the stomach flu on the same day. And it was a horrific day. There wasn't a clean towel or sheet or anything in the house. Not at all. (laughs) And Jeff was hundreds of miles away. And I remember calling and And crying. what can I do? You did. You're (laughs) like, I'm sorry, I'm so far away. I don't know how to help you. That is the day that I think about whenever I start a new streak, because I think I don't have those days very often. But when I do have that day, it needs to be so simple that even on that day, I could do it. And I remember telling this to a person who was trying to get into the Air Force, the U.S. Air Force, and you have to pass a bunch of physical fitness tests, and it's very difficult to get into the Air Force Academy. And as I was telling him about this law number one, make it laughably simple, he was so uncomfortable with it, so, so uncomfortable. And what he was uncomfortable with is he said, if I do something laughably simple, I'm never going to get into the Air Force Academy. 
And then he said, I'm just not comfortable lowering the bar so that I can feel good about myself. And I have thought so much about what he said. And the next day, as I was still thinking about it, I thought streaking isn't the bar. It's not this thing that you're reaching for. Streaking is a floor. It's the foundation that you're building. It's the minimum that you're going to do every day or every week to be consistent. And then once you've got that consistency in place, it allows you to reach for so many more things. And that's what's amazing about law number one is people think so often it's about the activity that you're doing. But really what it is, is it's about being able to believe that you're going to do things. It's about slowly allowing yourself to grow and to see new things and opportunities that you would have missed if you hadn't been being consistent. So it really opens up a huge amount of vistas that you wouldn't have if you weren't being consistent. But because the consistency is so important, it needs to be laughably simple so that you can be successful every day. The reason people call it laughably simple or why they laugh at it is because they think it won't make a difference to what you said. And in actuality, if you do it just once, you're right. It won't make a difference. One raindrop doesn't make a big difference, but hundreds of thousands of them, and you've got a flood. And when you compound those over time, it's amazing what can happen. But it's interesting because in the moment, that one raindrop just doesn't seem significant. But each one of them is significant. And over time and volume, you start to really create something amazing in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I knew that I can physically run. It was for me a mental challenge because it's one thing that I live around the lake and I love walking. And that's actually one of the reasons why I stopped my running because I really miss my walking. I like walking more than running. But saying that, I just loved when I got to the starting point every single day, I felt it was a mental challenge. But then my minimum was always 1.6 kilometers. And I just thought if I just run that and then some people said, well, that's not worth it. And I'm like, how many Ks have you run this week? Like, and then I actually decided to, every second day I did 5K or a little bit more. And then because I didn't want to get injured either. And it's funny because I just could not stop it. Even after like 100, I was like, no, I'm just going to keep going. But I'll talk about that in a second. I'd love for you to explain the difference between habits and streaking. When we talk about habits, usually, in fact, every time it seems that we talk about habits, people have two definitions that they put around the word habit. The first one is something that you do repeatedly. And then the second definition that people often give us is something that you do automatically. And somewhere down the road, these seem to have turned into an if-then statement. If you do something repeatedly, it will become automatic. And what we have recognized, and I think thousands of people have also recognized maybe even more, Millions. is that when you do something repeatedly, not all of those things become automatic. And it's kind of this big lie that I think that we want to believe because we want to believe that if we put effort into something for a certain period of time, then it will start to be that part of our life and we won't even have to think about it. But the truth is, is that those things that will require growth in us need to be intentional and they will always be intentional. We will always need to put some level of intentionality behind that. And at first, people may think that that's depressing, that you're like, oh, if I do it for this long, it's not going to be automatic. But the truth is, is that it's actually quite freeing to recognize that you will have the ability to make these things become something that's a part of your life because you're intentionally choosing to do them. When you read the books that are written about habit, 
often they'll quote studies of individuals. So for example, Charles Duhigg writes on the power of habit. And as he quotes a study about an individual who suffered a stroke and couldn't walk and had to learn how to walk again, he quoted that there were things that he did habitually or automatically and that that helped him to get to walking again till the point came where he was walking automatically. Where the flaw in the studies come from the power of habit and also James Clear wrote Atomic Habits is the flaw comes in making the leap from a motor skill that can absolutely be automatic to growth behaviors which are not ever automatic. They're always intentional. It's always something that you will decide to do. So when you look at it, can habits fall out of a streak? Absolutely. If I have a streak, my streak to write at least one sentence daily, then the habit that will fall out of that is how I type on the keyboard. And that will become automatic because what I want from that is to not get in the way of my good growth. But that habit in and of itself does not help me to grow. Whereas a streak is I'm intentionally going to write at least one sentence and then go from there. So the, the difference between the two is critical. And a lot of times people ask us, why is it so important to know the difference? Because oftentimes people will go with the greatest of intention to set up a habit in their life and fail again and again and again in the sense that, well, I woke up on day 21, 66, 252, and it wasn't automatic. Something must be wrong with me. And that's not true at all. To your point, what you talked about, Christina, is no dream is impossible, that there are no limits on life. And this is one of the things that I believe as well. The only limits we really place are on ourselves. And the way to get past that is to look at it and say, you know what? I can do something laughably simple. I wonder how many days in a row I can do it. And I'm going to be intentional about that so that when it comes down to it, I know that I have credibility with myself, confidence with myself. I'm not relying on something to become automatic. So why is quantity better than quality? I think that because what you're looking at when you're setting a streak is this consistency. And the thing that's interesting is often people will think that you won't ever get quality because you're focusing on the consistency, on just having this be something that you're doing consistently as a part of your life. And for my own personal experiences, as I've instituted streaks in my life, and I think about, I have several streaks that are like a journal streak where I write at least a sentence in my journal a day, or I have a streak to do an act of kindness at least once a day. And there are many days that I do something that seems small, but there's also these times where something happens that I would have completely missed that opportunity if I hadn't been consistently doing that action. So I think about specifically my act of kindness. And this is an interesting thing that I feel like people have to overcome a lot when they first start streaking because we want our life to be big and bold and amazing and beautiful. And when you start a streak, you sometimes will think, well, does that actually count? When I look at an act of kindness, can picking up that piece of trash that I did, can that count as an act of kindness? And it's interesting because I've reached a point in my own personal life where I count so many things that I used to discount, 
that I used to think, well, that doesn't count because it's not big enough. It's not beautiful enough. It's not big enough to post on Instagram so people can be wowed by it. It's so simple. I'm almost embarrassed to tell people that I count that. I've learned to recognize that all of those little things do count. And I've kind of developed my own personal theory. I don't know if this is true, but this is how I approach my life is that I have the 80-20 principle, which is a lot of times, in fact, 80% of the time, I'm doing something smaller. But if I didn't do it that 80% of the time, I would miss the 20% where I have an opportunity to do something bigger. And I've seen this the most in my act of kindness streak, where a lot of the times it's something super simple. It's smiling at someone. It's just giving that child a hug. But there have been times where I was aware of something much bigger and had the opportunity to be a part of something much bigger because I was looking for opportunities to be kind, looking for opportunities to serve. And I would have missed those opportunities if I hadn't had the streak that was daily asking me, what act of kindness have I done today? What can I do to spread a little kindness in the world? So the quantity, as you look at it, is the opportunity to every day do something. One of my favorite studies is one where a teacher in a photography class took the class and divided them into two. And one half of the class, he said, I want you to produce the highest quality photo that you can. And that's going to be your semester grade. The other side of the class, he said, your semester grade is based on the number of photographs you take. So the semester went on. At the end of the semester, both sides turned in their work. And the side that had the quantity was of greater, I mean, like exponentially higher quality than the side that just tried to get the perfect photo or the perfect shot. There is so much stress around quality, like high quality. And how do you the dis- perfect. Yeah. How do you know when you've reached that level of high quality? So in streaking, it's all about the quantity and looking at it and doing the laughably simple because there are going to be those days where you have more energy than you had before. You've got greater focus, greater intensity. Maybe you even have a little bit more time and you decide that you've been keeping a streak alive for 476 days. And on this day, you have the opportunity to level up on that particular streak for just a little while. And it makes all the difference. But the reason that you can do it is because you've been doing it for 472 days before. Plus, I also think there's all of these times that every time you're doing it, you're picking up something that's a little bit better or you learn a little something along the way. But there's small things that maybe you don't notice are making a difference until down the road where you look at it and think, I've been doing this for so long and I'm actually like a lot better than I was when I started even though you weren't focused on that level of quality. I love that. I mean, in the end of the day, it becomes practice, right? It's just like you practice every single day. And if you practice, there's just no doubt that you will become better. So it completely makes sense. And what I was going to say before, which I forgot, was when I started my running streak, there was just no negotiation with myself. So when I did like the running three days a week, I was really good at negotiating with myself saying (laughs) Uh, the weather is a bit cold. It's, you know, I'm a bit tired. You know, I don't really have time. When I did the streak, it was not about if I was going to do it. It was more when am I going to do it? I'm a bit competitive with myself. I just, I did, was just no way I would miss it. So I would make sure that I booked it in. So I would love for you guys to share how we go about actually choosing a streak because there's obviously so much we can do. So for anyone 
who are listening and are excited about starting and excited about reading the book, where did I start in terms of choosing a street? For me, I started with that thing that was bugging me the most, the thing that I looked at and I was like, this is the one thing that I've never been able to really get under my belt. And for me, that was, well, there was two of them. The one was writing in my journal. And the second one was reading to my children. Two things that I felt were so important and that I wanted to be a part of my life, but I had just not been able to get any level of consistency behind them. And so that's where I started after. And I was actually quite hesitant because Jeff was more excited to start this. I was nervous because I remember thinking, I don't need something else to feel guilty about. Like if I can't be successful at this, it's just going to make me feel guilty about myself. So I was hesitant. So again, that's where the laughably simple came into place was I picked something very simple. So for reading to my boys, it was, I'm just going to read a paragraph out of a book that I can read to them. And it took two times of starting that streak over to kind of get used to both times were on the weekends when I was outside of my normal routine that I would forget and be like, oh, dang, we missed it. But there was something about the fact that I was being consistent more than I had been before and that I thought, I want to keep going. I'm going to keep doing this. That leads us to kind of law number two, which is no record, no streak. In other words, keeping that record shows you how long you've been doing it. And it's very empowering to be able to look back and think, okay, I have done this every day or every week for this long. And there is something very empowering and confidence building when you look at that record and be like, I have been doing this and I'm keeping this commitment to myself. And though it's small, I'm keeping it. I'm doing it. I look at two phrases when choosing a streak. And the two phrases are these, I should be doing this thing or I want to be. So oftentimes when we talk with or we're in seminars and we're workshopping with people on streaking, the thing that we'll have them do is write down, what do you want to be doing? What are some of the things you want to be doing? And the second thing we'll say is, what are some of the things you feel you should be doing? And they'll write down a list. And typically in any one of those lists, there's usually reading, writing, and exercising of some sort. That will be in the list in several different forms. And what we then do is ask them to say, if you were to start one of those today and look at it and say, okay, I feel like this one, and let's just say Jamie brought up reading to our boys. It was something that was hounding her, something that she knew she needed to do. We had a son with dyslexia. She wanted him to have the joy of reading. She's like, I want to be reading to him. So that was the want to be. And she said, So to translate reading to my boys into a streak, it's like, I'm going to read at least five minutes a day. Now, a lot of times people will look at a time as laughably simple. What's amazing though is, and we recommend against setting timed streaks, because what then happens is your focus goes from the activity to the clock. And oh boy, five minutes is a long time when you're reading to two rowdy boys. (laughs) And so instead of that, she changed it. And this is one of the parts that you had to start over as well. You changed it from read at least five minutes every day to read at least five sentences. And that five sentences could be done quickly or slowly. It can be done when they're awake or asleep. asleep. I've read to them a couple of times when they've fallen asleep. Yep. And what's happened now is this, I want to, and, or I should be has changed from something of guilt to now something of joy, to where our 15-year-old son 
will a teenager ask Jamie, are you reading to us tonight? And he knows that because it's a streak and he'll say, I want this. And you'll ask him, you've asked him before, do you guys still like this? Do you want me to end this streak? And they're like, no, we really like it a lot. And in that time, they've read over 50 books that are just some of them very long, some a little bit shorter, but it's just been amazing. I love that. How important is it to actually have a goal versus just the ongoing streak? So for me, it was super motivating to have a hundred days of running that for me really, because I was just counting it. And as I got to first, like 25, 50%, 75% there, it just really kept me motivated. As I was thinking, if I continue this on, I just wasn't sure if I'll be as motivated as I would if I set a number. How do you guys deal with that? Because I'm assuming that most of the streaks that you are, it's, it's ongoing. It's not to finish it on a certain time. That is true. We set a streak with no end date is what we look at. Now, goals are vitally important in the sense of when I want to level up. So one of the areas I teach a lot about is in goal setting. And in goal setting, having a real clear definition of what is a goal is important. And a goal is something that has a start line, a finish line, and a deadline. So for example, you just said, I have a goal to run at least 100 days. That is absolutely perfect. It's a start line, a finish line, and a deadline. Now, incorporated in that, you have a streak, which is run every day. If you were to look at it maybe just a little bit different in a goal, let's say you had a goal to run a half marathon. So that's the goal. It has a start line, a finish line, and a deadline. I would have a streak that is run or walk at least one mile every day. However, I would probably be building on top of that streak some training program because in order to get the half marathon length, I know that I'm going to have to run longer on some days than on others. And therefore, I reach that goal and have the opportunity and it's built on a streak. Now, here's where we look at it that complements the goal and also supports you in your streak. The day after you run your half marathon, most people who have just a goal won't exercise again for another two months. And that's the case. There's scientific studies that show that when you've achieved a goal, the letting down of that is so significant that there's a lot of people who won't exercise for a while after that. So what you do is you augment or supplement your goal with a streak so that the next day you're walking or running at least one mile and you keep that steadiness going. So if you take it over into the world of any professional development or personal development or any of those areas, you can have goals, start line, finish line, deadline, and streaks that work very well together to get you to become who you really want, to have you accomplish your dreams. Because a lot of times a dream, that aspiration can also be a goal that you reach for. But then when you get there, what you then want to do is continue that behavior that got you there with a streak. That's why I love describing the streak as a floor, something that you stand on, because that floor allows you to reach for higher things. It gives you that steady foundation to reach high for something that's outside of your reach. But it also gives you the opportunity for me sometimes to look at it and think, but it also gives me a safe place to land when things don't go well. Sometimes I miss my goals or sometimes I'm reaching and I fall or sometimes I have a bad day and I just sit on the floor and cry. That's what the streak is, is it's that foundation that keeps it going through all of those different challenges that you have in your life, but also allows you 
this steady, strong, reliable place to stand firm on as you're reaching for things that are outside of your reach now, but not something that you're going to be living at a level that you live at constantly. That's the thing that's great about goals. I think about when I trained for a marathon, I was reaching. That's not a sustainable lifestyle for me. I'm not going to be living at that level of running always, but I wanted to reach for it for that period of time. However, the reason I have a physical streak is not so that I can run all the time. The reason I have a physical streak is because I have a desire to stay healthy, to be a person who is aware of her physical fitness and is active and moving. And that's the streak allows me to do that in a whole bunch of different ways in all the different aspects of life. But it gives me that great foundation to reach and also that place to come back to when I'm done reaching. I love that. It makes so much sense. I did a 12-hour walk. I had an amazing guest on my podcast who'd written a book called 12-Hour Walk. And I did the 12-hour walk. And because I walk a lot, I thought that was not going to be a big deal for me. But after like eight hours, I was just like, it was hard. And when I got back, so I started at 6 a.m., I got back at 6 p.m. And you're not allowed to have any podcasts or any, it's really just about time with yourself and your thoughts. And I absolutely loved it, but it was definitely a challenge. And when I got home and I went to bed that night, the whole night when I woke up many times being really sore, all I could think about, can I run tomorrow? <laughs> and I was just thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I can. So, so in the morning I was like really sore. And then in the afternoon I thought, I'm just going to go out for a walk. And then if I can run my 1.6 really slowly, and I did. It really worked in terms of that's what I felt like was all about this, this streak. And it was the same when I woke up one morning and I wasn't feeling well. And I don't push myself when I'm unwell. So I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? And then I thought, I'm just going to leave it. And then at four o'clock, I'm just going to go for a little walk. And then, you know, I run really slowly for 1.6. And it actually made me feel better. And I would never, ever have done that. Yeah. What you just identified is so significant and why law number one is so critical, make it laughably simple. Because when you do accomplish one of those goals and you're so sore and you've done something that's absolutely amazing, that next day you can be like, you know what? I can do the floor. I can stand on this floor of my streak, which is 1.6 kilometers and be able to do it. And I've now complemented this goal that I accomplished with the streak that I keep doing. Yeah, absolutely. Makes complete sense. How does streaking impact our confidence, do you think? I feel like streaking has allowed me to recognize that I can make commitments to myself and keep them. And it's also given me the opportunity to recognize areas that I need to improve on and actually have something that I can do about that. One of my favorite streaks is I have a feedback streak that I seek out or learn about feedback. And the streak came about because I was sitting at the kitchen counter with my husband's brother and he's a venture capitalist and he was talking about a woman that worked for their company and he was saying, she's so amazing at all these things, but she really struggles to take feedback and it's affecting her ability at her job. And as I was listening to this story, I thought, wow, I'm terrible at taking feedback. As a mom that has stayed home, most of the time I have the ability to keep myself in my home and not have to take feedback if I don't want to. And as I was thinking about that, I thought I would like to learn how to be better at understanding feedback, what to do with it, what's good feedback, what's bad feedback, where do I go from here? 
And as you've said, those kinds of things take practice. So I went home that night and I thought, I think I'm going to set a streak around accepting and seeking out feedback. And as I thought about it, I thought, I can't do that every day. That will be too much for me. But I can do it every week. And what's been amazing about that streak is that that was a simple conversation around a kitchen counter that wasn't intended to be anything aimed at me. It was just a casual conversation. But it was a moment in time where I recognized something that I needed to improve on and that I wanted to improve on. And because of streaking, I now had a methodology, a way to put that in place. And because of that, I've been able to now have opportunities where I get feedback and I know more what to do with it and I'm able to take it better. And I reach a point where I'm actually seeking it out. And it's really helped me to increase that level of confidence in an area that I felt very low confidence that I I just didn't feel like I'd had a lot of practice in. Making and keeping promises to yourself is a critical way to increase your confidence. And that's what streaking does for you is you make and keep promises to yourself. One of the areas that streaking strengthens, and a lot of people don't know that they have this muscle, but it's called the consecutive muscle. It's a muscle that is inside of your brain that's really in the frontal lobe of your brain that says, I can be consecutive. And it's often covered by what we want to have happen to be automatic. And the consecutive muscle gets looked over and it never has the opportunity to grow because what we want to be consecutive in is the big, the bold, the beautiful, those things that make the splash and the difference. And where we develop consecutiveness is in our laughably small things that we do every single day. And when you start strengthening that consecutive muscle, your confidence increases and one other part increases. And that's the credibility that you have with yourself and with others. When others see you being consecutive in your behavior, your credibility with them, be it in your personal or professional life, goes exponentially up. I remember when we were starting streaking and you set a streak to have no more than 10 emails in your inbox at the end of the day. And it was a couple months after you had set that. That was kind of a forced, laughably simple. Yeah. I did it. (laughs) Every person decides their own laughably simple. That's true. It was a couple months, maybe several months after you had set that streak. And I was talking to somebody that needed to get a hold of you. And they were asking the best way to get a hold of you. And I said, you should send him an email. And he kind of looked at me funny. He's like, well, will he really check it? And I was able to say with absolute confidence, I know he'll check it and he'll respond to you because he has to get his emails out of his inbox by the end of the day. (laughs) But the ability to be able to know with confidence that I could say that because I knew you had a streak and I knew that you were going to keep that commitment to yourself. And that's the amazing thing. So often people look at law number two. So law number one, make it laughably simple. Law number two, no record, no streak. And they think that the no record, no streak is about... Oh, actually, I'm saying this. Yeah, you're say, but you're getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. Going. Let me start over. Law number one, make it laughably simple. Law number two is no record, no streak. And that's and the accountability law. That law is the accountability three. of it. That's what really shows that you've been doing what you said you were going to do. And law number three is create a, create community, a community, create or join a community, which is actually about celebration Yes. and people celebrating things. But when you have that record of accountability right before you, you often talk about it as your journal of success. Yeah, I, I mean, you it. look at it and you say, this is my journal of successes. These are all the things that I've done today. And it's amazing to be able to look at that and be like, okay, I'm doing what I said I was going to do. 
I love law number three because I love being accountable to myself, which is the ultimate, but I am so much better. I used to drag all my friends to like different groups and just be like, Listen, now we're going to exercise for 30 days. And not a lot of my friends wanted to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> so I actually started a habit club. So now it's a Facebook group where we do something for 30 days, 66 days, 100 days, whatever people decide. And we report back every day and it just makes such a difference. So what's your experience in terms of the community side? One of the things that we found about community is it does provide a level of accountability. What we found is that the accountability comes really from the celebration, your friends celebrating with you that you had done that actual thing. So in the streaking app, it has a full social media part of it where people post about their streaks. And it is amazing how much celebration I feel for them and others feel for them. And we want to celebrate their streaks. And by seeing what it is that they're completing, how motivating that is for me to complete my streaks. You know, that's the real power of a community. As we studied streaks of a winning nature from any number of sports or any number of other type of activity, what we found was as the streak grew and as it got longer, the community of people grew along with it and they grew to celebrate this person's consistency and their consecutiveness. And it was so neat to see. And that's why in the streaking app, we just have this community that you see people being successful in all areas of life, not just in the ones that are televised, but in the ones that are quiet moments and that are moments of very small, simple actions, but have great impact on not only yourself, but also the world around you. And it's fun to see the celebration of the small things. I was noticing the other day, we have a couple teenagers in the streaking app that have streaks to brush my teeth at least once a day. And I thought, okay, that's a small thing, but there's celebration around that. And there is something powerful about groups of people recognizing the power of small wins and being able to celebrate those with each other and recognizing that we're all working towards these things. And we all have days and things that we do that are amazing, but we also have a lot of days that add up that are just kind of normal. And being able to celebrate the small wins on those normal days is very powerful. Mm. One question that I have that I have realized myself how important this is, but I love to know how you see this. And that is how important is it when we do it in terms of do we need to be consistent with time every day or does that matter? What we found with streaking is that the streak is laughably simple and I can do it at any time of day, whatever that is, if it's a daily streak. There's also weekly streaks and monthly streaks. So if it's a daily streak, I can do it any time of day. Now, when you talk about the importance of when I do it, there are streaks that as the day goes on, that go from laughably simple to ridiculously hard. <laughs> because it's late at night. What was laughably simple this morning is ridiculously hard tonight. Yes. And there's been times where I've recognized that. And the neat part about the streak, though, is when I've done it at night, and I know I should have done it in the morning, that nightly streak complete reminds me of how ridiculously hard it can be. But to your point, Christina, one of the things that you said is, I knew... I didn't want to let the streak go. And the streak doesn't want to let you go. And so you do it. But then what happens, and this is another side benefit of streaking, you get really good at planning. You do. And you plan when you want to do your streaks so that they stay laughably simple rather than getting ridiculously hard. 
I took a productivity class a couple, I guess it was last year. And she was talking about mastering your morning, the things that you need to do so that you can master your morning. And she asked you to put together a list of all the things that you wanted to do in the morning. And as I was putting that list together, when I got done looking at it, I'm like, I have a streak around all of these things. What I was recognizing is there were streaks that I wanted to do in the morning. And I kind of chuckled that I hadn't figured that out sooner. But as I looked at that, I thought, I'm just going to employ a routine to do these certain streaks in the morning. And many of the days I'm able to do that, that I love when I can do those streaks in the morning. And it sets a tone for the day that I love. But what's also amazing is that there's days that the routine doesn't work for any number of reasons. A kid wakes up sick or I wake up sick or something happened that what is usual, what my day looks like, it doesn't look like that. And I'll get through with the day and think, oh, I didn't do that this morning. And that is where the laughably simple comes in, where I can still be successful on that day at night, right before I go to bed, where I can think, you know what, this is what I'm going to do for that streak. It's laughably simple but I've been still successful at doing it. And I still kept that commitment to myself. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to start again and try and keep going and doing better. Where routines are very helpful, they can also be very dangerous. Because if I get into a routine and then something breaks that routine, the likelihood that I'll do the activity if I rely solely on the routine goes down significantly. And One of the things that does is it reinforces failure inside of yourself. And we are all about success. We talk about give yourself the opportunity, give yourself permission to be successful 100% of the time. And that means by making it laughably simple. Now, laughably simple can be done in a couple of ways. One, the activity itself, write at least one sentence every day. The second way you can make something laughably simple is the time frame. When you have a time frame of a week, and let's say you want to do one or two of the activities in a week, then the week gives you the laughably simple because you look at it and you say, I want to exercise at least two times a week. As long as you've done that two times a week, you're successful. Now you may do more than that, but what you've done is you've given yourself a time frame to be 100% successful. And it's amazing what success can do. Success breeds success. And so when you've allowed yourself to be successful, you will be surprised how more motivated you are to continue being successful and to be doing more. Oftentimes, when we talk about daily streaks, people will think, oh, I can't commit to that. You don't have to commit to something daily if you feel like that's going to be too overwhelming. You can say, I can do that three times a week, and that's something I can be successful at. But give yourself that permission to be successful because being successful will help you to continue being more successful and more motivated and will get you further than sometimes setting something that's so far out of reach that you know you're not going to be able to keep it. Holly, this has been so inspiring. And actually, I like to finish off just asking a couple of quick questions. And that is, do you have a morning routine? I love hearing about people's morning routines. Yes, I do. And most of it is made up of my streaks. And a lot of it is spiritual in nature, things that I want to do in the morning before I face my family and the rest of the world. It's things that kind of help ground me and center me. So often has to do, often, always, it's prayer and scripture reading. And I have a little mantra that I say to myself, things that just kind of put me in the right place each morning as I get going. I have things that I traditionally do in the morning, but I wouldn't call it necessarily routine. And the only reason I wouldn't is because I don't get up necessarily in the morning and think I've got to do this routine. I'm not that regimented. However, in saying that, 
a lot of times I'll run in the morning, I'll pray in the morning, I'll read in the morning. And those are the three things that I'll often do in the morning because as it gets later in the day, I find those things more difficult to do. However, there are some mornings when I have to get up early and you live in Australia, so there's many early mornings that you have if you're working with people in the United States. And similarly, when we're working with people in Australia or in Singapore or other places, we get up early. So the routine is disrupted. However, the streaks keep me honest and going forward. So that's how I work it traditionally. And I love having a routine when it works because it serves me well. But I really learned a lot during COVID that when your routine gets disrupted, you can't count on it. And that's when streaking didn't fail me. Streaking was there for me during that time when everything that was my normal routine got turned upside down. I still had this foundation of streaking. And at that time, I really learned to appreciate that a routine is helpful when everything is working. But when everything fell apart, I was so grateful for my streaks because they kept me grounded at a time when I felt like there was a lot of uncertainty. And I really began to value the importance of having these streaks, this level of consistency and a feeling of control over my life at a time when everything felt like it had just been tossed up in the air and turned upside down. Yeah, absolutely. And the last question, or maybe two more quick ones. What's your favorite book? And I know that's very difficult for someone who reads a lot, but just one that had an impact on your life. The one that comes to mind for me always is by Adam Grant, It's Give and Take. And that one just gave me just a whole different aspect on people who give and people who take and what the difference is and who I wanted to be. So that changed a lot of my mindset. It was a really great one. Make it stick was one that I loved because just the idea of being able to understand how to learn differently and recognizing that sometimes what we think we're doing needs to be different. And so that was my favorite one, I guess. And then I think my second favorite is The Hiding Place. Great. The last question that I have for you both is knowing what you know now, what kind of advice would you give to yourself, say, in your late teens? Start streaking early. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, I would have started things that I could have been consistent with sooner. And in conjunction with that, for me, it would be allowing myself to recognize that the things that I'm doing count. That was a big one for yeah. me that so often I felt like it had to be bigger and better. And so I didn't count the small things that I was doing. If I could have started allowing myself to do that sooner, I think I would have felt a lot better about a lot of things. Yeah, there's a saying also that I've really come to appreciate, and it's go slow to go fast. And if I were to go back to myself in my teen years or in my late teens and say, hey, go slow, get the education that you want and that you'll need, and take the opportunity to enjoy it all now, because it will all go fast later on. So mm -hmm. just go slow, and that will allow you to go fast later. That's good. I like that. Yeah, love that. Wow, this has been so inspiring. Thank you both so very much. I'm so, so grateful. And I know that my listeners around the world will absolutely love this. And I'm so excited to read your book together with my community. So thank you very, very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And, and good luck and keep streaking. Mm, thank you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I am so inspired to start streaking again. And I hope you are too. 
If you want to do it with an inspiring community in my book club, Grow, please join us where we'll be reading, discussing and implementing streaking in our own life. I just can't wait. So head over to yourdreamlifestartshere.com if you want to join us or I will also add a link in the show notes. And I would, of course, love to hear what streaks you are thinking of implementing in your own life. So please share in your Dream Life podcast Facebook group. I can't wait to hear. I will be back next week. Have the most wonderful week.